I can tell any shark from just looking at it what species it is. That's absolute bullshit. I don't. I don't believe that. My dad's a marine I, biologist. I, I, I know who your dad is, and he is not yes, a marine he biologist. He is. He is from Portsmouth University. Is he? Yeah. He got. He's got a degree in marine biology. Oh. And then became a sound engineer. He's not a sound engineer. <laughs> Another. He's, he's an engineer of some sort. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I can look at any a lighting, um, an electrician type of thing. Any shark and tell you what type it is. All right. So I'm going to put I'm going to put a picture of the shark, a shark in general, and you tell me what type of shark it is. All right. Go on. Hit me. How about that? Okay. This Max. I hope it doesn't copy the URL in because that's going to give it away. It'll be like Tiger Shark JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a Tiger Shark straight off the bat. Come on, it's too easy. Uh, that's, a... that's a reef shark. Reef reef shark. Anyone is else? Is that right? Right. No. I say Mako. I'm gonna say a just a small one. You got double bluff. It's a tiger. Welcome to Crap Movie Club number 19, I think. Uh, today we are reviewing 1999's Deep Blue Sea. And if you're a true shark movie fan, you would know this to be the quintessential shark movie. Uh, it's about genetically engineered, hyper-intelligent sharks hunting down and extracting their revenge on the scientists who created them. So by way of introductions, I'm Max. I'm joined by uh, Jordan. Hello. Uh, Tim. Hi. And a special guest, a recurring guest, friend of the show, uh, is Tom. Hello. So uh, we were already talking there a little bit about Deep Blue Sea and the fact that it is, uh, you know, there's a bit of comedy there, but it's probably one of the last kind of true shark movies before, I guess, the genre became a bit of a parody of itself, right, with all the Sharknado stuff and that sort of thing. Right. I want to go back to your introduction, Max. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Quintessential shark movie. Yeah. It's Jaws. It's Jaws, obviously. Yeah. I don't then... think there are enough shark movies <laughs> to be talking about as a genre. If you want someone who said, "What's your favourite? What's the what's the what's the first film you think of when you think of sharks?" They're not going to say Deep Blue Sea. sea. They'll say Jaws. Jaws. Which shark film have you seen? This is the only one I've seen. So <laughs> there you it's, go. It's, it's the quintessential for me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that really counts. Nah, I'd on. say The Meg is bigger now than Deep Blue Sea is as well. That's because it came out last year. The Meg, a couple of years. Ago. That's such a good film, though. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we all watched it, and Jordan had never seen it before, right? And the other guys, I think, have seen it. So, Jordan, how did it go? Uh, it, it was much better than, than I'd expected. And I think I was saying this to you before. It's the first I've never seen Jaws, so I had nothing to compare it to. Uh, there was no, like, baseline shark aficionado in me trying to figure out if this was better or worse or more serious or less serious. I really enjoyed it. It was, like, the perfect mix of very very quick and like quite fast action and it hasn't i mean some of the cgi is abysmal but it hasn't dated terribly in terms of a film itself like i enjoyed watching i definitely watch it again which is probably the first film that we've reviewed that i've set like other than dragon wars that i would definitely watch again in a heartbeat um so yeah i think it went pretty well to be honest very good and tim and tom you've seen it before right both of you i saw it a very long time ago um, I think when we were like 16 or something, probably, yeah, I think I got it from like Blockbusters or something. It was quite a long time ago. Nice. I thought it was good. Like, it's actually a good film. Like, it's not, um, there's nothing bad particularly about it. 
that's debatable, but that's debatable. That's some ropey stuff, but it's not like it's not a bad film. No, it's in I'd say the bucket of good bad films that we've done. So along with like a Knight's Tale, yeah, not yeah, Dragon Wars definitely. Jordan. Um, Come on, give it a chance. But <laughs> I'd say it was in the mix when I was younger because I don't know when it came out, but I remember watching it when I was reasonably young. Of kind of like a Knight's Tale of something I'd like put on fairly regularly and it always used to be on channel five and i loved that yeah i watched it a lot it was one of my formative films uh basically so 1999 <laughs> it came out I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not joking so it Shout came out boy. and i the first i heard of it was looking through the local newspaper the hertfordshire mercury so <laughs> do you remember when i was talking about that from back and me but anyway yeah so i was flipping through seeing what films are coming out yeah, is this the Mercury where it's about um, there's a boy who's the youngest person ever to swim without armbands? And they compared, they compared him to a shark, and then they said there's a yeah. new shark film coming out. Yeah, yeah I feel Formative yeah. years. <laughs> no, anyway, I saw it advertised in the Mercury. Wanted to go see it, obviously couldn't. So I had to wait till it was out on DVD and see it at a friend's house. Sneaky, sneaky. But yeah, and flipping loved it because like in my head, I'd built it up so much. Uh, and it ticked every box and then yeah like Tim it became one of the films that I'd watch kind of just constantly and like know it almost scene by scene <laughs> yeah. um, when was the last time you'd watched it before this before this viewing probably like uh, probably a year ago I had my sister's fine, DVD okay. for a while but I had to give it back to her right so it wasn't like you haven't watched it since you were much younger and this is like a first no. revisit it's a frequent okay. yeah it's a frequent fine okay annual yeah. what about you Tom I, I think the last time I saw it was when I was like 14 or 15 or something uh, you've been missing out how was think, it uh, how was it 15 years on i don't know i i definitely didn't remember all the bits about the, the sharks being like genetically modified i thought i thought it was just it's pretty i can't, I can't remember it? what i thought it was i thought they were <laughs> just, just normal sharks yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> sharks like I didn't, I didn't remember them like being intelligent i thought they just ended up like stuck on this base that was filled with sharks for some reason mm. so that it makes much more sense now it does, yeah. <laughs> Fills in the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bit with Stellan Skarsgård getting his arm bitten off. Oh, that's great. As we're talking about is when we used to watch as kids, like stuck with me for ages. And you know, I don't know why, loads of people seemingly have this like weird fear of like swimming pools and there's sharks and stuff in it or something like that. I always used to imagine that when I was, and it used to freak me out when I was younger. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I can it's, pretty pretty gruesome. it's pretty gruesome for a 15. Mm. To like the yeah exactly the, the 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 deaths all of the deaths from the sharks are so graphic yep. and they're so quick there's no like flirtation they're not like kind of really like swimming around them they're, they're, just like Wah. one bit at the end one, uh, one bit at the, one end. At the yeah. end yeah other than that they literally so like good. you see the nose of a, of a shark and then the person's just being dragged off yeah. and bitten in two yeah, like, I don't oh, know. Okay. In, uh, so I would say, like, the bit at the end where it swims up to her and for a second or two it waits and then it goes. And then there's, um, obviously, the guy, uh, Skarsgård, in the stretcher, it gets him and swims along. Oh, my God. That bit's pretty horrific. That always kind of really stuck with me. <laughs> Other than that, though, <laughs> the, uh, that. the kills, the, the, the sharks are trying to kind of be quite methodical and quite, do it quite quickly, I think. Well, they're yes. intelligent, so, aren't they? They've got to make the most of their advantage. Skarsgård's crazy because they don't actually kill him. They literally use him as a projectile weapon to shoot <laughs> through, like bulletproof yeah. glass, which I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I'm about. Sure. It's a very yeah. good scene, but 
realistic i don't know I don't and, know. and there's a few other like iconic moments in the film and I, they're probably worth talking about right now and obviously we can talk about them a bit when we get to the kind of plotty sections and the the, the one big bit is the samuel l jackson death which is like one of the best deaths in movie oh. history so jordan you literally experienced this for the first time today so how's it going <laughs> yeah so i was almost as soon as i saw he was in the roster I thought he'd be swimming out of that place on a shark and the credits would roll. I was like, he's not going to die. Like he's their main biller. He's the one who's bringing the people to come and see the movie. And he starts giving this really impassioned speech. And I start kind of getting, getting quite into it. I'm like, yeah, okay. I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get him out of here. And then it just comes up again. Like there's no ceremony yeah. behind it. Just goes, well, just drags him in yeah. and the blood surfaces to the top. It was brilliant. I, I couldn't believe it. I was literally, it's one of those, it's one of those moments where I, I never would have seen it coming. There's a lot of very predictable yeah. stuff in this film, yeah. but that wasn't one it's of them. It's so good. Like, experiencing that yeah, for the first time, I'm yeah, really it was jealous. excellent. But um, yeah, it's just iconic. Like, yeah, that, that stuck with me as well throughout the years. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was to be fair, I <laughs> thought he was actually really good in this until yeah. he died, obviously. I didn't, I didn't actually know, other than the Scars card, any of the rest of the actors. I don't know if they were particularly big in that era. Uh, the, uh, the female lead was in a few things. She's in quite a lot. Major. She was she wasn't, in... like, she wasn't like a lead in anything. She was just like a bit part. He was quite big it's around. Pretty that much time. Samuel L. Jackson mm. is the top biller, and then NL Cool J. You got that kind of holding it down. Uh, pull, but other than that, um, Scott the, was big at that point, um, wasn't he? Yeah, the Not whole really. family's always been fairly big. Yeah, they're like an acting clan, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the guy that works out that they can go up in the lift if they open the doors was really big at the, kind of big at the time so he was in friends for a little while and he had his own like sitcom tv what show that was pretty big is that michael yeah. michael Rapport, yeah, or whatever his name is yeah, yeah, yeah he's quite he's quite big he's not anymore because he said some controversial yeah. things and i think he got cancelled <laughs> that was recently wasn't it? yeah that was that, that was, yeah that was, that was a couple of years ago at this point he was still pretty big right i always thought thomas jane should have been a much bigger at like person than he ended up being like in this, he's the uh, Carter shark swimming guy, the smuggler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Carter. got like one of the coolest bits of this film. Yeah, he could definitely be like an action hero type person. Well, that I character never is almost really a copy it. paste of Chris Pratt in the new Jurassic Park films, in a way, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely like the basis for that. Uh, yeah, but that's just Crocodile Dundee yeah, stuff, isn't bit. it? Yeah, really, so. both of them just ripoffs oh. of old. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, 100%. He even has the same look as him. He does, to be fair. Wiry blonde man. And like the Crocodile vest, vest top type yeah, thing. Yeah, the vest top thing as well, yeah, actually. It's all coming together. We know where yeah. I've got the idea from. <laughs> so uh, we'll do some key facts and then the cast. So yeah, 1999, uh, the budget was 60 to $82 million. Box office, $165 million. Not bad. bad when With you're... marketing, they pretty broke even, didn't they? Yeah. More there than, you go. More than. Um, wow. Rotten Tomatoes, 60%. So that's not bad. Not bad. And the director was Rennie Harlan. And I was looking at other things he's done. He did Die Hard 2. And he did a bunch of other stuff. But Die Hard 2 was like the main thing that stood out for me. Was Die Hard 2 hard. good? Die Hard 2 mm. is good, it's, yeah. It's still good, but it's not as good as the other two. Yeah. Right. But it's still just, a really uh, good film. I've just Googled him. And uh, he made... Have you ever had a film called Cutthroat Island? Yeah. No. Okay, so he he directed that, and it's known as the biggest box office flop of all time. What's it called? Cutthroat Island. 
cut maybe that's what uh tank apparently it, people were like it single-handedly killed pirate films as a genre until pirates of the caribbean wow it's like 20 years nobody made pirate films because it tanked so hard like how heaven's gate killed cowboy films it's literally i'm just looking at the poster of it. it's literally like a star wars ripoff yeah but just with pirates <laughs> wow fair enough anyway right. So, getting, into, getting the into the cast. Yes, thank you, Jordan. Uh, Saffron Burrows, mm-hmm. Burrows as Dr. Susan McAllister. She's the main scientist woman. Uh, Thomas Jane is Carter Blake, a.k.a. Shark Wrangler. Samuel L. Jackson as Russell Franklin. Stellan Skarsgård as Dr. Jim Whitlock. Jacqueline McKenzie as Janice Jan Higgins. Michael Rappaport as Tom Scoggins. Uh, LL Cool J as uh, Preacher. Good man. Uh, and cool Ada Turton. Churo as Brenda. Oof. Big, big character. Brenda, Brenda. Brenda. Well, yeah, it's the one who dies in the tower. Oh, the one in the tower. The one, yeah, one in the tower. tower. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, we talked a bit about them, but who's your favourite performance or least favourite performance? LL Cool J was really good. He's definitely LL, LL Cool J was very good. Samuel L was yeah. good in, in the scenes that he was in, but he wasn't in very many. Um, yeah, LL, LL Cool J was the, 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 like, the bit of relief that you needed throughout all of like, the action and blood and drama, just to kind of like... The scene, the scene where he's in the kitchen with the shark is probably my favourite scene in this film. Really? Everything that happens in there, yeah, so good. Weird. He's on his own and he kills one of those sharks. He has no idea. He's a, he's a chef. And <laughs> he also <laughs> doesn't know that this is all like kicking off yeah. until the shark yeah. just attacks him. Then he's like, right, and I kill him in like <laughs> okay, five yeah. minutes. The others, the first. shit. <laughs> he, he also at no point is told these are genetically modified sharks. So he is going to live the rest of his life thinking, <laughs> thinking this is what sharks are like. Yeah. So he's like, those sharks are crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so good. I was watching the behind the scenes earlier, and you know the scene where the water comes down the uh, the steps, and he has to run away. He uh, there's yeah. actually a clip where he's stood further up the steps, and the water just <laughs> combamos him. He gets actually crushed, <laughs> and everyone is like in disbelief. He's like bleeding afterwards. Really good. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I thought all the cast. And performances are pretty consistent. No one's like way above. Maybe I'd say Samuel L. Jackson's a bit above. No one's way yeah. below. It's just pretty consistent across the board. Uh, I no, I'd say there's one that's way below, and that's the annoying um, Jane woman. Jane. Tell me. Jan. Yes, thank you. She was awful. Jan? Ja- Jane Jan. Jennings or whatever her name was. Jan. Jan. Yep. The one who yep. was with uh, Skarsgård. Yep, yep. She was yeah. just moaning the whole... I was just like, just die. Yeah, but is that it's a bad performance? Is, is that just a character you don't like? I think the character's not very well written. I think it's just I don't, yeah, I don't think the character's great, but I think she overacts it at times as well. But then she gets an amazing death. Good death, isn't it? My second favourite. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Like, your boyfriend or husband or whatever has been killed in front of you and then thrown in the window as, a, as an assault weapon. <laughs> but get over it and stop moaning so much. As soon as she died, I was like, right, now we can get cooking. It kind of felt like the film was taken up another gear after she died. Yeah. Which sounds quite harsh. But... God, when the shark's got her in its mouth, it's literally biting her right between her legs. Did any of you notice that? Didn't notice no, at all. It's like her entire... legs. No, it's got, no, it's definitely. Got the legs I swear. In as well. No, no, no she's straddling it. Are... She's almost straddling it. Yeah, she's straddling it. Yeah. it. Is she? Oh. Yeah, it's quite cool. It's quite cool. It's a very strange choice. <laughs> Horrible way to go. <laughs> well, they probably tried one or two because that's like an animatronic shark coming up yeah. so that was probably quite a fun scene to film like just sitting on the shark and just being lifted up and just like screaming at the other actors <laughs> just going up for the high five <laughs> yeah really was, good. was there was there two different types of sharks like my understanding was one was like cgi and the other one was like mechanical no right. they were all uh, into some of them were it was based on the scene it wasn't based on the shark 
it was yeah. just yeah. some of the scenes at CGI where they're zooming in and eating people in like open water. A lot of that CGI, yeah. but where it's like in a room and the shark is like lifting its head out of the water to get people, that tends to be anima- animatronic. Like the Skarsgård scene, for instance, is probably an animatronic. So yeah. the one where it zooms oh, yeah, in and the, the stretches in, in his mouth flops out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, that was quite well done, to be fair. It looked it looked pretty good. And then, when was this film released in the nineties? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, look, it still looks pretty good. Yeah, from so an animatronic perspective. Tim, as our resident CGI and visual effects <laughs> expert. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as Jordan said, the animatronic kind of bits pretty good. I guess this is kind of a what is this like three or four years after Jurassic Park, so they kind of five got years. that whole. Okay, five years. Um, they kind of got those kind of animatronic kind of like biting and killing people bits a bit better. Um, based on the back of that but then the actual you know cgi bits get progressively worse seemingly yeah. as they run out of budget with the effects studio as they get through the film yeah so the first couple of bits we see them just kind of like prowling around and taking out cameras and all that kind of stuff pretty good and then as it gets like further and further on it gets more like it's a sock filled with something just flopping about in water it did. Yeah, um, I, said, I sent this to you in a text, him, didn't I? I said, like, yeah. the more scenes that I see the sharks in, they're getting smarter, but they're looking dumber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, they look so stupid by the end of the film. I was like, what is going on? Because, like you say, in the first set of scenes where they're like systematically taking out the cameras, yeah. I was like, this film has aged really well. And then every scene after, I was like, ugh. Well, it's the classic thing where, in a way, with stuff like this around that time period, less is more. If you show too much, then it really starts to crack, start to show in terms of it's bad animation. Whereas if you do it in a clever way, like show it quickly or show just a certain angle, you can get more out of it. Like remember Reign of Fire? We thought the dragons looked awesome in that and it was about the same time period because they're covered in smoke. They use those kind of tricks. Yeah, they, they go a bit too far in terms of showing you a whole shark for a good few seconds doing something and it doesn't look very good. My understanding was, and obviously, I like I said to you guys before this, I've never seen it, but in Jaws, you hardly see the shark. It's like part of part of the story, part of like the terror of it is the fact that you don't really know where it is and what it's doing. You don't see it very much. You see it a few times in the film, but it's not like it's not the center. It's not the centerpiece of it. Whereas with this one, I would say the sharks are the action piece. Like they're the thing yeah. that makes the action happen. First scene, first scene, a shark yep. burst through the bottom yep. of a boat because I. I'd say Jaws is an actual horror film, whereas this is not an action film. A horror film. This is an action film. You can yeah. compare them hundred yeah, yeah. percent, though. I think. No. Well, you can compare anything, Matt. Yeah, but, but yeah, they're not the it. same. You can even compare <laughs> apples and <laughs> oranges, <laughs> but it's just not. <laughs> People say there's really to. there's no suspension in a lot of this, which I think is a weakness for a shark. That's true. I, there was no point where I was like, oh. This is something you know. Obviously, something bad's going to happen because that's the whole point of the film. But I was never no. You knew they were coming. In certain scenes, there's a bit of suspense and they play on it a bit. But in general, yeah, it's the complete polar opposite to Jaws, where Jaws is building it very slowly, dragging yeah. it out, whereas this <laughs> yeah. film is just like, bam, sharks are coming to get everyone. Um, and an example where they do build a bit of tension is the room, the bedroom scene, where the model shark is floating behind her. And that builds, and then she turns around, and oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there were some good moments, but in general, in general terms, I don't think they built up tension very much. And it was just a much more about. And the reason why it's probably an action film over a horror film is it was more about giving you the here's some sharks going nuts, jumping <laughs> yeah. around, climbing into ovens, breaking cages. That's what people wanted to see. They didn't want to see like mm. oh, a shadow of something or a little, you know, they didn't want to see that. That was this is all about action and LL Cool J. When the shark is wanted. trying to smash 
into the oven. I, yes, I wasn't convinced by the model at that point. It looks a bit a bit dodgy. Especially when it when it starts going backwards, mm. it's so clearly just a model being pulled backwards. <laughs> you just see it, you just see it's like head. It's it's quite good. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to talk. We talked a bit earlier, just amongst ourselves, about the comedy. And for me, I think the comedy falls really flat throughout. It doesn't make the film bad in it in like too bad for me. But compare it to Jason X, where I really liked the comedy and I was getting a laugh out of a lot of the lines. In this, it just I feel like the like when the characters are trying to be funny, they're trying to be like badass and like say like really kind of witty, like wise no, things to each other. Particularly... It just doesn't land. Uh, I don't know. But Tom was. Tom was saying he enjoyed it. It's just kind of like light-hearted in a way. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It kind of, there's not really any comedy until the toward, like the end of the film. Well, like, they, they they keep making the same joke, which is like, "Who ordered the fish?" Or, "Oh, can you get me some sushi?" I'm, I was like, "Oh that. my god, stop!" Yeah. Oh, what is this? This isn't funny. And um, yeah. the, the funny, the funniest bits were the interactions between people. It was, wasn't like the one-liners or like the zingers. It was like when people were talking to each other. Mm. I thought, yeah. but there wasn't. To be fair, I probably laughed once this film. It did remind mean, me a bit of Die Hard. Thinking back about like how there's no real comedy. It's just okay. like the one-off lines and the quips and stuff. They, they, they just weren't, weren't very well written. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, the the one bit that I would say maybe gets a little kind of exhale out. The omelette scene, the, the best omelette, scene of the uh, film. The omelette scene. Yeah. What was going on there? Yeah. Should I know something about that scene? Like, why did it exist in that? He's a chef. Well, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Did, why does his last will and testament a, a recipe for an omelette? So it's just yeah. it's just breaking up action on action on action, isn't it? So it's just there to lighten the mood slightly for a second or two. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. I, I, I did kind of go. I did laugh and kind of go. What? What on earth is going on there? He was the. He was the best comedy value yeah. in the whole film. He was probably the best one character. Of, probably one of the best characters as well. To be fair, but really quite quite well written. Mm. All the rest of them were fairly average. Like, what was his backstory? He's he's a chef and he used to be a preacher. Then he was alcoholic. That was what I took away from. He was an time. alcoholic and kind of like got too into like vices and things like that. There's a bit where he gets a playboy. He's looking at it, and then the kind of room shakes, and he's like, "Oh, sorry," kind of like saying sorry to God. So, yeah, I think that's his backstory. It's not very fleshed out compared to some of them. Yeah. Also, Carson, you know, the the British doctor says something about, "Oh, with your background, I'd watch what yeah. you're doing," or something. What's his background? So, uh, a bit uh, before that, smuggler. He he mentions to Samuel Jackson that he was a smuggler, and because Samuel Jackson knows he went to prison for two years, right. Because Samuel Jackson is the big businessman. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's financing them, so he mm-hmm. read the file before he came. And so he questions uh, Carter about it, and Carter's like, I just want to kind of keep my head down, kind of thing. Oh, so that's what she's implying. Carter has no sense in his head at all. Right, the, the, the boss of his entire company turns up, and he's so hostile to him, with like no reason given <laughs> yeah. at all. And the guy is just like yeah. a perfectly normal, he's just a boss, and Carter's like, I just slags him off basically from the moment he gets there. Just like shuts down yeah, anything he says. Yeah. yeah, well, the thing with Carter is he says like he prefers it down under the water. Things are simpler, whereas up here it's more complicated with like people. And he kind of, I guess he's a bit he's autistic, socially weird. Yeah, yeah. He was raised by sharks, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the Mowgli of the sea. Yeah. Wow. I feel like they they should have gone into his background a bit more because 
like okay him being a smuggler wouldn't okay kind of doesn't really add anything to this film at all except having a like character ride sharks. yeah how does he know so much about sharks this is not shark explained smuggler. at all shark like, smuggler yeah was it see, they should have said that it's like oh you were caught like selling sharks well, or something it's sort of useful because it explains how uh dr susan mcallister got away with experimenting yeah. on the sharks under everyone's nose because he's that. noticed because he knows the sharks aren't being normal, but he's kept quiet because he, he can't rock the boat. Paycheck. He doesn't want to rock the boat. So that's how it plays into the plot a little bit. Um, I don't know how <laughs> any of the others haven't noticed. Like these sharks are literally doing crazy things like playing chess against each other. <laughs> swim <Yeah>. backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, swimming yeah. backwards. They literally can't swim, swim backwards. Swim backwards. And that guy was like, just stay focused guys. Stay focused. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like his background should have gone into it a bit more because I don't know. Like in in Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic Park, they'd say like, "Oh, uh, Chris Pat was like an animal trainer for the Marines or something." It's like, okay, yeah. cool, that makes sense. He's a badass and he can do all this. Yeah. And this guy is just a smuggler who knows loads about sharks somehow. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. To be fair, there was no character that was developed though, so they went for the no oh, character true. development route rather than the some character development route. They just went, well, here's a character, he's a smuggler, and he loves sharks. And he also <laughs> can do flips underwater and ride sharks. No more questions, just get on and watch the film. That's basically what happens in this film. There is no, there's no background around her either, the main doctor person. She was just like, oh, my dad, my dad, my dad had Alzheimer's, and I want to, I want to cure it. Okay. Mm. She does develop, though, because she kind of, by the end, she's changed her mind and she knows what she did was wrong. Well, yeah, uh, but I don't think any of the died. other characters develop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so against um... doing it. It's crazy. <laughs> Quick question for you, just to, just to kind of break this up slightly. Is she British? Yes. No. Well, her uh, accent. She had a British accent. She... No, 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 no. I know, I know the, 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 uh, the character is British, but is the actress British? I'm fairly certain. Okay, so she is English. Yes. But I think she was born in England, but she's lived her whole life in America. Her accent was I've a seen little, it, a little bit off. I think I've seen her in interviews where she just has an American accent. So yeah, like I thought her accent was good, but it was it's you could still tell it was something weird about it. Yeah. We like people who go to international schools. Things like that. Yeah, apparently she spent some time in France. Ah, anyway. classic. I was messing people up. Yeah, nice one. Um, nice one, France. So, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we kind of do the beginning, middle, and end? No, let's get into it. I think we've done yeah, quite a bit already. Yeah, we covered off a lot. Very good. All right, so here we go. The quintessential shark movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star of Deep Blue Sea gives us an excellent intro, and we have some fun-loving young people having a boat party, and they're attacked by a giant shark. Uh, but then they get rescued by some sort of shark wrangler. Uh, we then get into the backstory of Aquatica, which is this big underwater facility researching shark brains in order to cure Alzheimer's. Uh, the financial backer, which is Samuel L. Jackson, is th- threatening to pull their funding. So uh, Dr. Susan McAllister promises results by Monday, and they all go to the facility in order to bring the research test forwards. But things do not go swimmingly. Nice. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, thanks. So uh, the, the 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 beginning scene, right? I fucking love it. It's so good. Those people on the it, boat, and what one of them goes, one of them goes, "Hey, we're having a party," and I'm pretty sure that's the first line of the film, just to like set up the scene, so you know what's happening. I I don't know that whether it's because we recently watched um, Friday the Thirteenth style films 
but I was kind of anticipating him to just jump out of the sea because it felt like that kind of quintessential uh, premarital sex scene from the last film. All of them having a load of fun, bit of alcohol, getting a bit frisky. They just replaced yeah. Jason Voorhees with a shark. That's effectively yeah. how it all started for me. I was like, oh wow, straight back into this then. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a wild start. And also, I didn't I didn't ac- expect the Alzheimer's to be like the core reason behind them researching on sharks because I think I knew from somewhere that they were researching on sharks, but I wouldn't have been the wouldn't have put two and two together on that. I this is one of the mo- there's another moment in, this, in the film where. Um, we'll talk about when we get to it. But I remember completely differently. So I, I remembered this boat getting like annihilated by sharks. I thought this boat was going to be absolutely destroyed and then they were going to be eaten. And in my mind, the sharks could get out or something, which doesn't make any sense looking back on it. So when I watched the film, I was like, oh, well, I'm actually even watching the right film. But I guess it's kind of, I don't know. So like the whole film, I thought you'd go into it with people being murdered. I'm like, right, let's go. It takes ages yeah. for the first like violence. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone die in that first scene? No, no, they don't. No. Because the shark wrangler's there, and he harpoons. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like the shot of the. It's like a bottle of red wine, like turns and pours into the sea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, and it, I don't know. Like when I first watched that, I was like, "Oh, the red wine's going to send the shark crazy." He thinks there's oh, it works, isn't it? Well, obviously, he would. Well, I think it's just not. a little bit of a kind of like foreshadowing, or he's got a taste for Merlot or something. <laughs> yeah. He's come out and, oh, lovely, lovely choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was like just uh, imagery rather than like it's going to bring the shark from the sea up to your boat. But then, why did he attack him? All very weird, weird opening scene, which didn't really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just a normal shark, isn't it, in that scene? No. No, that's one of the engineered ones. One of the engineered ones. Yeah. How does it get out? Well, that's what they're questioning. Jumps the fence. Um, in, in one of the scenes later, where they're talking about, you know, the gate was the gate locked, that sort of thing. And we never actually yeah. find out how it got out. But I think the sharks got out as a test because they know they've got tracking beacons in them. Right. They, they, right. The sharks have got clever. I don't think they understand the concept of tracking chip. <laughs> You've read into that far too much, Max. You've read into that far too much. I think they jump the fence because they make a big deal of raising the height of the fence. I think they, uh, yeah, I think they on do. In the only film. eight foot off the water. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't think they did jump the fence because otherwise they would just jump the fence again when the whole thing's on fire. Yeah, because they're yeah, that's, yeah, they're, that's what they do. No, they then it they... sinks again at the end and the shark's yeah. going to try and jump the fence. Well, then, but if they can already jump it, why didn't they just jump it and just leave? Because they, they raise the fence. And maybe that was the biggest, most powerful jumping I mean, shark. If one of them jumped, they were, I don't know. No, they, they snuck out. I don't th- my personal take is they didn't. How do they, they sneak out. out? How do the sharks sneak out of anywhere? <laughs> They're not little, aren't they? If, they? if they can sneak out, why do they have to just ex- like destroy okay. we'll the entire, we'll never entire know. base? <laughs> There's a little back door, or we can burn down the opposite Did, did um, It's because it's when the gate opens and closes, or something like that. Did anyone see um, at the bottom of the ocean... Oh, at the facility, there's a submarine, like a nuclear submarine. Like I didn't see that. In one of the shots, I don't know why they put that there. They probably, the CGI Stop company image. just had it on and the when they're file. Flying, they're like, we need to use When this. they're flying in, put, on the put it there. he does say, we, we got it off the Navy because they stopped using it as a submarine base. Very true. Oh, there you go. Coming again. Thank you, mate. Yeah. If it was a submarine base, there still wouldn't That's... be a like, wrecked submarine. <laughs> Don't know. The beginning. There it is. Yeah. 
Um, no, we've, we've literally spoken about one bit. Well, there's more to I'm it. I'm going to say the beginning goes up to old Stalin yeah. getting his arm bitten off. Yeah, that's when it changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah the, the should test, we talk yeah, about the coolest the killing? Yeah. Probably any. No, I want to talk about the party. Ever? I want to talk about the birthday party. Oh, okay, yeah, do that. That jump scare is gratuitous. Because there's. There's like six people, and the effort that's gone into this party, the amount of lights, and like there's a full bar set up. It's crazy. There's just six people, and then she immediately she, they shoot first flares. Of all, the flares. That's that seems like a bad idea. They shoot em, emergency flares into the air. Surely, like some boats would come to see it. But oh my god, are you guys okay? Yeah, sort of like, oh, like, Yeah, yeah, great, thanks. I like, that they, got, I like that they got the chef working again. They put him behind the bar. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh my this god! Maybe you have to serve everyone drinks again. Oh, okay, thanks, guys. That that whole that whole party scene because wasn't there something that happened just before? Didn't a shark like go absolutely mental and kill another shark? Just before uh, yeah, that, they're, they're the two big sharks. They're the two only big sharks feeding the big shark, sharks. little sharks. Yeah. Are they actually mad. feeding? Are they actually feeding sharks to the other sharks? Yeah. Um... That seems a really expensive way <laughs> to feed these sharks. What's this face? Like feeding... Dundee. Um... Yeah says they only eat other sharks now which doesn't make any sense why, <laughs> they don't, why would it start them like being cannibalistic and how would they know they understand like, what other were sharks they feed, are. no but were they feeding them sharks every now and again and they were only eating the sharks treat. and then not eating <laughs> yeah that's yeah, crazy so Maybe if like... they're catching other sharks then releasing them into the pen and then they ignore the food they release and they just go after the other sharks Mad, you've got to make just before that party scene they literally tear this shark in half don't they and like rip it off in different places destroy it Right, let's have a party. That Every fine. kill they do, they absolutely destroy anything they touch. Yeah, yeah, shred it. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. I enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson's attempt to bond with um, uh, the chef. LL Cool J. Uh, over yeah, being, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, being that. black. And then LL Cool J's like, brother, <laughs> like back to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe they said that. I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Anything else on the old beginning? Should we keep going? Uh, the introduction of the, of the chef and the comedy parrot kind of gag, where the where the parrot's saying to him, "You got a thick ass butt." <laughs> <laughs> Does it actually say that? Yes, it does not say you've got a thick ass butt. I've, 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 I've written down here, "You've got a thick ass butt, parrot Tom." Oh God! Okay. Literally, literally, it's it, it's like a it's like critiquing him and saying you've got a thick ass butt or something. I think it might not be exactly that, uh, but then he's like feeding him whipped cream, and that's like when the, when I started to get the idea that he was going to be like the comedy set piece for this entire film. Mm. Um, I also, I remembered that bird being around for a lot longer and being like a much bigger part of the film. Was not very important. <laughs> no, it's the, it's his key motivator for the rest of the film, though. It's revenge, revenge on this bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say there's an easter egg Um, the tiger shark which they get to feed to the um, mako sharks it's got a license plate stuck in its mouth you know you get the scene where he you know jumps on it and pulls the license plate out I think that's a reference to Jaws that license plate or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the same plate. Oh, is it? Yep. In, one of, in the first Jaws film, they kill a shark and it has a license plate in its stomach or something. Hmm. Well, here's, yeah, here's, a, here's a question I had. He literally risks his life to get the license plate out. Yeah, because right, yeah. And then they immediately feed that shark to the other sharks. Yeah. Why? Why did he risk his life to, to get rid of that license plate? <laughs> from, from, from a, from a license plate. 
I just, I don't yeah. think shark. I don't think that's really an issue. Well, I don't know. I think they went into look cool. Yeah, I think so. It does. It does look cool though. <laughs> yeah, it does look. That cool. was a flex scene, wasn't it? Like him swimming <laughs> along with him, pulling it out yeah, of his teeth. Yeah. There was no story element to that. They, uh, you can't actually keep a great white shark in captivity in real life. They're too like ridiculous. They I think the record space. is like a hundred and something days, and that was a, like a baby one. Uh, yeah, they need loads of space, and they get weird. They start. They don't eat. Um, they only eat certain things. So you have to constantly give, be giving them a diet of like literally live other sharks and stuff like that. They, if you throw just meat in, the, the sharks won't eat it. They're not, they're not interested. They have um, to hunt. So and they get really depressed and then they literally die. Like sometimes they die in like two days. They just give up. Wow. Which is weird considering killer whales can be kept for so long, and it's not humane at all. But you know they they stay alive for a long time in like awful conditions. So it's kind of weird in that sense. But anyway. Yeah, you'd think you think the sharks would be the most resistant of that of that kind of type yeah. of animal. They're quite they're quite like self. They seem to be like natural born predators. You think they wouldn't just give up after two days and be like, nah, weird. just gonna just yeah. Very odd. Anyway, moving on to to the middle of the film, uh, we learn about the sharks' enhanced intelligence uh, as the test goes horribly wrong, uh, and they begin their rampage throughout the facility. Some of our characters start to find themselves in watery graves. Uh, the extent of the research team's crimes are slowly revealed and cracks begin to show in the team. Now, it's a race against time. If it's not the sharks or rising waters trying to kill you, it's the ovens or the helicopters. Uh, so what's your favourite death? Ow. It, it's Star's not... Bad. Yeah, it, 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 that's not actually his death scene, is it? Like, when he's when he's getting flung I'll behind take the counts. helicopter. I'll take counts. Yeah. The whole helicopter... The whole helicopter scene from the beginning to end was yeah. so good. When he's getting like winched up in the wire, and they're all like, "Oh, he's off to safety," and then the winch breaks, and you can kind of see him slowly yeah. descend into the water. And he's like reaching up towards the guy. You just see him that just is a plummet into shot, it, isn't it? As he and... falls down. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Yeah. And then, and every scene that that has this kind of same imagery is really funny to me. When the shark like takes a bite of him and starts dragging him around, and he's like, <laughs> like getting dragged into <laughs> the shark. I think that whole scene was just incredible. And then. The helicopter being dragged tower, into the yeah. Yeah. kind of tower thing, yeah. and then I don't know what this facility was housing, but <laughs> everything exploded. Just is, boxes. It, is, 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 is it like is it just oh, is it just sharks and petrol? Are those the yeah. two things that it has on board? Fine, because as it, soon as it hit, the whole facility just exploded. It's huge. That whole explosion scene is so excessive. Yeah, it just absolutely it. destroys that place. It's insane. I think helicopter crashes are pretty brutal, though. Yeah, but the well, entire brutal. place explodes just explodes <laughs> yeah. all over the place yeah brenda gets absolutely demolished brenda's gone yeah. he yeah. gets blown like out the back of yeah. The, yeah. the building <laughs> it's horrific and then yeah the shot like as they're all kind of like oh what's going on what's going on like arguing and then in the distance you can just see like this kind of black shape coming towards the window that is so ominous and like samuel L. jackson gets the great line where he's like someone tell me what that is and uh, as it comes into shot it's horrific right i'm not sure it would smash the window tom you were doubting that earlier i yeah i just don't know because it's because it, if it went full speed and held it in its mouth and smashed into it i could see it i just feel like he'd have slowed down it, it like throws it. it he gets faster as it releases it <laughs> yeah. yeah and and it's, it's not like he's made of granite it hits his flesh and then the thing just explodes. That whole, to be fair, I would not change anything about that scene. Though. That <laughs> yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. 
from the beginning to the end. That was unbelievable. And then it all just gets more mental from there, yeah. which I didn't think was possible. But because I, I, I felt like the first part of this film was very slow to build into any action. And then they hit the middle and they were like, right, let's turn it up. Yeah. We've got some CGI budget to blow through. Let's let's get these sharks going. Yeah, it starts getting pretty stressful, doesn't it? It's just one stressful yeah. situation to another. Um, <laughs> the explosion is just really good. I thought it, was, it actually <laughs> looked good. You love a good explosion. I do like a good explosion. It's my favourite part of the film. Yeah. Um, Max, you said it starts to get stressful. The most stressful bit is how sharks know what doors are and to break through them to get to the people. Yeah. Like, the concept of a door, like, cats and dogs that live in houses don't really understand what they doors do. are. They do. I was on a web call uh, with one of my colleagues and she left the room and shut the door behind her and her cat followed her and opened the door to follow her. What? How did it open what? the door? She jumped up. Nah. My that, dog can open doors. That cat's basically a velociraptor is going to take over some kind of theme park <laughs> and kill kids. So if we're assuming that a feet like a, a cat can identify what door is and can open it, do we think like a genetically modified super shark could probably figure uh, it yeah, out? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think oh, they know what doors are. They, I think they just see a barrier. No, hundred percent they do because they've been watching through all the windows. They know people go in and out the doors. Stop saying they're they watching through been. the windows. They have been. They've been watching. In, remember, remember, Tim, in Max's universe, those sharks snuck out of that base without making any sort of impact on the structure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Point. They just um, turned sideways no, and went through they a gap have been the watching because a few times the characters, like, in the build-up, are, like, looking, like, out the little portholes and stuff as if they feel like they're being watched because they are being watched. This is the stupidest thing you've ever said, Max, but okay, fine. <laughs> to be fair, they um, do literally target cameras. Yeah, they, prob- and yeah, they them, problem solve. Which is the most insane thing that happens yeah. in this. How would they know the concept yeah, of the camera? Point. There's so many bits of this film, let's just ignore <laughs> yeah. the bits that sharks shouldn't be able to understand. <laughs> they they recognise the gun as well. When he raises the gun, they swim off. and and some That makes more sense, though. Well, if they know what a gun no, is, they know what a door out. is. I don't think that follows at all. Because they've, sh- they've been shot with the gun. Yeah, not understanding a door which they've never seen before because they're inside. But they can see through the windows. Oh my god! (laughs) They can. That window is so big. The window to the wet lab is giant. And they've been. Yeah, but they'd have to be so close to see. They can see. They can see. (laughs) Max. They'd have to be just sat looking through the window, just watching the people. That would be insane. Do sharks even have good eyesight? Amazing eyesight. Nobody in water has good eyesight because you literally can't see it. Yeah, that's why they can water. smell blood for like one drop per million of bits of water or something. Yeah, they can smell <laughs> that Merlot, that blood. If you're, if I'm, I'm going to come with you for a moment in this journey where the shark has been surveying the scene for months leading up to the attack, has figured out the concept of doors. What happened to him when the chef was stuck in that oven? How could he not figure out the concept of an opening door with a, like a lever on it? How hadn't he figured that out yet? He was stuck. He was sort of stuck a little bit. Oh, Max, you're just grasping at straws here to make sharks, sharks seem cool. The shark's nose is stuck in the oven a little bit. That's such a cop-out. And you know it is. You, this, 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 and, this devalues your proposition completely. And to back up the door theory as well, oh, as Tim God. pointed out... They recognise what a security camera is. No, no, I'm saying, no I'm saying that's that mental, true. and that's they true. shouldn't know to take that out. Yeah, but it's in the it's in the film that they literally do. So I think a door is is fine. <sighs> yeah, fine, they, they okay. never open doors. They only smash them. Yeah, they because they have fucking pants. <laughs> 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 Imagine if that was it. 
Oh, we uh, and so I experimented on the sharks and made their brains much bigger and gave them hands. <laughs> a, strange, a strange side effect was they grew human arms. <laughs> That'd be so good. Uh, we should make that film. Sharks. Yeah, we should make that film. Street sharks should be a film. Anyway, where were we? Um, just talk about the middle. So, I for me, one of the scariest scenes is when Carter and Scoggins go back to the wet lab. Uh, there's some stupid reason. They need to turn on some generator to drain some part of the thing. And they go back to the wet lab and they're just swimming, holding their breaths. And just a feeling of the fact that the wet lab is now completely exposed to the whole like ocean the guess, is scary. And you know it's only a matter of time because they're banging around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's the classic thing of, oh, he's behind you. And he turns around and he gets eaten, right? And then the leg's twitching afterwards. But... That's one of the scariest scenes for me. I knew it was coming. It would. There'd, mm. there'd been enough time in between the, the shark attacks. I knew one was due, and then he gave him the OK symbol, and I was like, oh, "It's over for you. I'm so sorry." And I just saw the camera pan round and saw the shadow in the background. I mean, yeah. it was probably it was probably one of the most like graphic scenes because the little twitch at the end. Yeah, it, it like rams him into the electrical kind of mechanism, yeah. and there's some kind of. By the way, something mental in this film: the sharks roar. <laughs> what? 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 Like a lot of the time when the sharks are like doing stuff underwater, there's like a roaring noise as if the shark is roaring. How, did you guys not notice that? No, it happens multiple times. Not notice that at all. Max, are you sure you're yeah. watching a legit version of this film, not someone like oh, a fan, a fan version where someone's uh, yeah. editing in uh, live roars? The fan cut. <laughs> the, I didn't think any noise. I thought that was the point. That they were silent. You'd think that if they were coming up behind me going, like, they'd probably figure out there's a shark behind <laughs> yeah, they, them. They literally make noises. Yeah. Um, I thought that was weird. Anyway. Yeah. Didn't pick up on that. I, I, um, I, thought, I, thought the, I thought the fact, and this was the kind of the, the pivotal moment where they start to discuss the fact that they've had to, to get enough brain mass or to get enough protein mass from the brain. They had to artificially enlarge the brain of a shark. And I don't, I don't see how they didn't foresee this as being an issue. She was kind of like, oh, it's cool. We've got more biomass now, so don't worry about it. And is, is she the only one who actually knew what was going on? I think no, so. Scar's Potentially Jim. Jim did as well. The other, the other professor guy knows. Scar's the other guy, professor, yeah. yeah. And I think the other guy knows. Um, I can't remember his name. Scoggins. I'm, I the, rest, the, the shark wrangler. Uh, no, right. Yeah, he knows, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, because they're like, doesn't you're he a just respect it. He's, I think that's why he's so stroppy. He's like, well, I can't believe they're doing this to my sharks. <laughs> I just love sharks and wrangling. <laughs> love wrangling after sharks. The shark, after the sharks eat the tiger shark, there's a little moment where he's like having a go at her, like, oh, they're hunting in packs now. Or, and they're showing like weird behavior. And she's like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So um, I guess and then the final bit of the middle, I would say, is the omelette scene. And then we're into the final act. Mm, yeah. And the omelette scene is the best bit of the film by by a long margin. LL Cool J's given his like memoirs, his final like speech of life. He's talking about was I a good husband? I struggled with all these things, was I a good father? I was a drinker and all that kind of stuff. And then he just says, What mark do I leave behind? And then just the the tone changes massively and the music that's quite like um almost exorcisty in the background just cuts out and he just goes we will begin with the perfect omelette. And it's so good. And the line... Timing's quite good. His face changes like in a split yeah, second. Yeah, he yeah, just starts really smiling, good. a little smirk. And he had, 
the ending bit, this is a mistake. It's just, uh, I feel like, yeah, think about that sometimes when I say mistake. I'm just like, yeah, skip it. So true, though. So true. <laughs> yeah, don't add milk for density. Come on. Don't add just milk. Foolish. Did you do, have we discussed the kitchen scene? Because we kind of, uh, we kind of really. alluded to it, really. didn't we, with the, yeah. the, oven, the oven issue. I think that was one yeah. of the best scenes in the film. Okay. I thought there was just so much going on. Like he had at that point, was it at that point that he figured out there were sharks just roaming around? Because obviously at that point... Well, yeah, when it comes to the kitchen, I think he's figured out there's a shark <laughs> yeah. roaming around. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just, one just pops up and goes, you're right, mate. <laughs> yeah, his bird perishes immediately. Oh my God. When, it, when the shark jumps up to eat the bird, the CG is not great. Because yes. it, the scale just goes out the window. It looks like the shark's jumping up like 100 feet in the air. And then the next shot is LL Cool J and, he, and he's the ceiling's about a foot above his head. It's just not yeah. very high at all. And then uh, he sees an escape route through the oven, which obviously turns on when he's in there. Like, yeah, like, the shark turns it on on purpose. Because yeah, he's been looking through the porthole. I'm not being serious with that. I think the shark does that by accident. Yeah, no, he does. And then he, he gets an axe and hacks his way out of the bottom up to the top shelf opens the top shelf off or, or open and then dives over the shark yeah it, i couldn't believe what i was seeing <laughs> i couldn't believe it i thought he was gone i thought that was it there's no chance he's getting yeah. out of this he'll die in his own oven and it'll be like a what a way to go very yeah, yeah, yeah. deep meaningful would have wanted yeah exactly um and then he just flopped out of the back and then how did he how did he kill it you ate my bird and he throws the lighter because the gas ovens are. <laughs> yeah. you ate my bird I'm not sure that light it would work, to be honest. It would have gone out, wouldn't it? Drenched. It's drenched, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole, that whole scene was nuts. And then is is that when he leads into the omelette into the omelet scene, Tim, or is that No, that's way the omelet scene's way later. Oh fine. So that's, and, and that's one shark death, and then the second shark death in the middle is the bedroom scene where um Susan, Dr. Susan, is going to get her research. And I'm being serious with this. The shark is waiting in that room because it knows that she's going to come and get the research. Fuck off, Max. A hundred percent. No, no. No. A hundred percent, yes. No. Incorrect. <laughs> Stop. Stay, Not don't true. say no. Say yes. No. I know about this you girl. You like a expert. WhatsApp group and they were like coordinating yes. where they were. All the because time. she is always looking at her bedroom window as if she's being watched. And when she comes in here, she shuts the door behind her. And it's kind of like, you know, play on the whole thing. But the shark's already in the fucking room waiting for her. Because it knows that she's the one that did this and she's going to go and get her research from her locker. A hundred percent, I promise you. I don't you. want to argue with it anymore. Yeah, that's probably about right, yeah. <laughs> go on. And then she takes her wetsuit off in one second. So, it actually takes 20 minutes to take a wetsuit off. I'd, I'm pretty I'd sure. like to 20 question. minutes. Well, that, it doesn't, she whips it off. It would be stuck. It's not as slick as that. Wetsuit, wetsuits don't not stick on you. Yes, they do. Not taking a off is not that difficult. Mate, she takes it off so quickly. You cannot do it that quick. You can. You can take it off pretty quick. The question I have for the scientists <laughs> in the room is, did she need to take it off to become electric proof? Because wouldn't the, the, wouldn't the grounding work if she was just wearing it? Or did she have to be standing on it to make that work? Because your feet... Yeah, because her feet were the There's thing that was exposed. So oh yeah, and a... you just die inside the suit. Yeah. Like, but also, it, it definitely <laughs> wouldn't work because it's wet. The, the, water, <laughs> the, suit's wet. the suit's wet. Yeah. You just die inside the suit. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just for like a just a tit shot. I thought they'd just gone. Yeah. yeah, we need to we need to get that kit off as soon as possible. <laughs> Fine. Good. Yeah. I'm glad there's been a scientific reason behind it. Thank you. That's the end of the but video. But would that it? work? Other than the other than the wetsuit being wet, 
let's say the wetsuit wasn't wet, do you think that whole sequence would work? And that's to the scientists. I don't think there's enough electricity voltage to (laughs) electrocute something in that much water. It's ridiculous. You'd need a lot of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be enough electricity that by just holding the cable, the electricity would be able to jump far enough to just get her and kill her. Still. Yeah, if that was the case, that would happen, yeah. And And the paper documents are like charred and burnt just from being in the water i'm not sure but they're in a ziploc bag aren't they yeah, it blows, yeah but it blows up the bag come on that's just simple science that they've made up in this film <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> obviously good scene though I like very good scene. scene it's probably my top five scenes in the movie is this is this the, the, the is this the scene where they go into her bedroom and try and get batteries out of her vibrator no that's the dead girl that's the other girl's bedroom they yeah. go into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's one of the comedic beats. It's just like it didn't why is that at there? all. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. So... she seems like a pretty healthy girl. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it. It's uh, Scoggins. Yeah, it, I yeah. Think. Scoggins. I think it's yeah. Scoggins. Yeah, yeah, not a great, not a great line. An odd, odd choice. I'll be honest. She's dead. She literally died a second ago. Yeah, let's go raid the dead girls. You're making draw. fun of her dildo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Anything else in the middle you want to cover? Have we? We pretty much got everything. Yeah, yeah, that's everything. pretty good. So uh, for the grand finale, we get our last three characters with only one option left: a daring sixty-foot swim up to the surface. We find out the one thing a forty-five-foot shark thinks about: freedom. So yeah, this is obviously uh, who's left: Susan, Carter, and Carter, and Cool J. And they have to swim to the top. Yeah. 60 feet. Could you do it? No. I don't think I could swim 60 foot holding my breath. What? Yeah. I, no, you you I reckon you can. This is the thing. In that situation, you probably, you probably, would, you probably would do it. Yeah. But are they, are they, they're trying to like mitigate for the bends, aren't they? They're trying to go up quite slowly and they're, breathe out on the way up. I don't think That's so. He just happening. says exhale as you go up. He says make sure I exhale as you go up. I don't think they stop halfway like you would normally. I think they're just like... Yeah, 60, really? 60 feet's only 20 metres. Oh, is it? Oh, oh so okay, that's a lot right. Yeah, you wouldn't need the bends. You wouldn't get the bends or anything. Well, yeah. yeah. Then yes, Max, I think I could do that. You could do it. Yeah, easy. I can do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a race against a shark, though. No. No. Did you think, did you think LL Cool J was a goner once the shark got him? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty persistent. He's <laughs> constantly stabbing the shark and then yeah. stabs it in the eye and then he lets him go, right? And he's like, he's like gravely wounded. Yeah, his legs are gone. Are they? No, he's, he's just legs. Legs. In a way. In a way. They're not, they're not gone, you know, but, you know, he's his got, legs like, are gone. Puncture wounds. Thing. I yeah. think he'd be fine if they got him to a doctor. Yeah, probably. And then what's his face goes back and rescues him. He's like floating yeah, around Carter. and yep. Um, yep. the smuggler goes and grabs him, smuggles him, brings him back yeah. to shore. <laughs> um, and I can't remember anything else about this scene. So then they're, then they're up and then Carter and Susan are like, okay, oh, here's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. We're going to harpoon the, the fucking shark and blow it up. And somehow this harpoon can be configured to be filled with dynamite from a flare no so what what happens is there's this scene where the shark is like basically broken out of the facility and then him and the girl go up and they spend what must have realistically taken 15 to 20 minutes to build dynamite (laughs) from scratch strap it to a harpoon turn around to shoot the thing and it's been gone for 15 minutes it was like the slowest plan possible and then it didn't even really work 
until the very end, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I think for film purposes, they're just like the sharks kind of slowly yeah, oh. eating its way through the fence. Yeah. And um, yeah, how? So what happens? How does how do they end up in the water? water that's it it's about to break out yeah. and she's like oh you know might be the smartest mm-hmm. animal on earth but it's still just an animal yeah. cuts her hand and then jumps in the water so the shark can smell the blood yeah come yeah. to mama i don't know why she doesn't did she say that just let her she could just mama. like tense up and then just drip some blood in the water surely yeah, yeah that's why i surely. thought it was gonna happen and then she just jumps in yeah. <laughs> so I'll, t- I'll tell you part of it so in the original um version cut of the film she survived Oof. but it didn't test well and audiences hated the fact yeah, that she survived oh, wow. so they had to kill her yeah. i'm glad they killed her she's an awful human being mm. <laughs> i don't think she's that bad what do you mean she's no, she that everyone else has died i'd have mutated some sharks if i thought it was going to cure alzheimer's i'll be honest yeah it's for the greater good tim yeah mm. nah, not for me not for me <laughs> so she, she she flop she flops in and the shark is just about to pop his nose out and then goes, oh, actually, a bit of fresh blood. Not that yeah, there's like yeah. millions of other people that you can go and now harvest. There's one more bit of blood yeah. she wants to go and get. Yeah. Uh, and she's going she's to climb out, but the ladder breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it just falls away from the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could still climb out there, though, so easily. There's like big holes in the concrete where the ladder was. Being chased by a shark, though. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have the time to think about. Oh, there's a hole in that concrete. I'll climb up it when there's a shark just biting you in half. Yeah. <laughs> although although the, the shark did pause to give her a moment to think. Just a moment to really kind of like, like you know, let it settle that this is my revenge. Okay. I am. Do you think it's that was? Like, do you think that was a stylistic thing, or do you think that was like because the shark was like, it's, the shark said something in shark language like "fuck you." I think Shark's making a point, definitely. <laughs> Fuck off, Max. Okay. <laughs> Gives her a moment yeah. to think about what she's done. Oh, and then yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, consider much. all the decisions you've made that have led you to this mm. <laughs> this situation. Yeah, pretty good. And then he, he, how does he end up back in the water, Carter? He, he just jumps in you know, like, to try and save plan. her. He's like, no. oh no, he jumps in. I don't think he jumps yeah, in. No, yeah, no, yeah, he, he, he makes a plan with LL Cool J, doesn't he? The plan's always for him no, he to he just uh, jumps in. Uh, shark boy it and swim alongside it and stick the dynamite onto it, isn't it? Yeah. That's not the plan. No, the plan is he is going to run out and shoot it with the crossbow, but he can't get shot because it's too far away. So she jumps in to lure it back. Then he jumps in to save her. Then it eats her. And then he's like, fuck. So then he shark wrangles it, yeah. remember? It comes towards him. And he does his move, you know, and ends up riding it. And then the music changes to a like a heroic music, and LL Cool J, LL Cool J comes in, and he's up on his legs, and he's got the thing. And then he's like, "Yeah, I've got to make the shot." Okay, that shot's great, by the way. Straight through, straight through Carter's leg. Yeah, so dumb, isn't yeah. it? Like that would literally mangle you. <laughs> That'd yeah. be funny though. And then yeah, the yeah. harpoon goes then... to his leg, and how does it? How does it not kill him? He, the shark forces its way through the hole, yeah, fence, which effectively mu- must rip his leg to yeah. shreds. Must do. It's got to like tear him apart. Yeah, yeah. And then LL Cool J blows up the shark, and then what does he say? I'm going back to the hood. Something he's like, like he's like, um, oh, I'm sick of this. Take me, take me back to the hood, or I miss the hood or the ghetto, yeah, the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. There's a good line as well where it goes, "Hey, you're sure it was only three sharks?" And like they both think for a second. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. And then he still takes his leg out. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. 
so that's Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Nice, nice. Probably the best film we've ever reviewed on this podcast. No, I would probably agree with you. I'd probably agree with you. I th- or this or Night's Tale for me, I think are the, probably the two best. Rain of Fire is still better than this okay. as well. Love Fair enough. Thing. Tom? Oh, obviously Night's Tale is better than this, so. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you get paid commission. You're not <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know what scoring system you want to do, but you know, do whatever you want. So, uh, Tim, do you want to go first? Um, I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna go six. Uh, street sharks out of ten. Six out of ten, not bad. Thomas, I give it a, a twenty-two out of thirty. What? Okay, so what does that equate to out of like a ten it's, or a Well, it equates well. to a twenty-two out of thirty. It, it's also so that's... almost like a sixty-seven or sixty and eight. That's a pretty a six good out score of 10 as well. Yeah. 22 out of 30, though. <laughs> so. uh, Jordan? Two fins out of five. Ooh. Two fins out of five? No, three fins out of five. I'm going to give it three fins out of five. I quite enjoyed this. Nice. Uh, I would go probably eight out That's of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm crazy for this film. I'm, I'm not biased. No, I am biased. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not biased. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, so that was Deep Blue Sea. So now it's time for Fecal Sequels. Uh, and Mike, the host of Fecal Sequels is here. It's Jordan. Hey, it's back. So the best part of every episode is we get given an unlimited budget, the dream cast, the set of our dreams, and we can put together a sequel to any film that we've covered within this series. So uh, to kick things off, I'd like to go to my standard first response, Tim Tuck. Okay. And as always, I'm going to make it up as I go. So bear with me. Um, so we actually just, we sack off the whole shark stuff. We're just following LL Cool J. And he basically, he becomes a master chef. And his whole thing is how well he cooks eggs, which we all know chefs have to have a hundred ways to cook eggs. That's why they have a hundred pleats in their hat. And then he's asked to basically. Is that, is that actually why? Is that yeah, there's a hundred ways to cook eggs. That's why they have a hundred pleats in their little hat. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. So what what actually happens then is basically he becomes the chef and they're like, oh, can you come work at this like amazing new theme park we're building? And do you know where that theme park is? <laughs> it's fucking Jurassic Park. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then it just becomes so Jurassic awesome. Park, but it's um, like a side shot and it's just through his eyes. And again, he kills like um, a velociraptor by going in an oven. Um <laughs> Where the kids are in the freezer, he's actually just hiding in the back as well. They just don't see him when Alex and Tim are kind of hiding oh, away. It's just, ah. Uh... Uh, okay. So it's like a... Hey, hey, I got a question. I got a question. In Ju- Jurassic Park, which is what this film you're describing is, how does the Velociraptor know how to open a door? Well, they have the um, middle um, retractable claw that can actually uh, do doors. Okay. Yeah. Rather, okay, yeah. rather than just beating I'm it open saying... with his nose. Well, 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 well played, Tim. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying animals can't figure out how to open doors. I'm, I'm just saying can't. those sharks conceptually don't understand. Like, they're not specifically attacking doors. It's just that the doors are stopping them getting where they want to go. Fine. Sorry, I detracted from Tim's film. So back to LL Cool J in the, in the kitchen. Yeah, so that's him. And then the, obviously everyone else gets off the island. <laughs> because they kind of get saved with Dr. Alan Grant and all that a lot later on, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's just there. So he <laughs> has to then um, find new ways to survive, and it becomes... He eventually does escape, and he launches a book, 100 Ways to Cook a Dinosaur's Egg, and he's the first person to do all these omelets with dinosaur eggs and stuff. What's the, what's the film called? 
Is it called 100 Ways to Cook a Dinosaur Egg? No, it's called... Jurassic Shark. Yeah, oh, Jurassic Shark, yeah. I think it's going to have to be it, even though it's, it doesn't make any sense. There's no sharks in the film. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Max or Tom, who wants to take up the next spot? Me, please, sir. Okay, All right, okay go okay. ahead. It's um, Deep Blue Sea 2. Uh, sure. <laughs> and essentially what happens, what happens is, yeah, the whole problem with... Uh, the facility a big part of what went wrong is it was out in open water so they decide they're going to relocate the new aquatica and cure alzheimer's and instead of open water they're going to do it in a lake oh here's a nice lake we could use crystal lake oh god and uh, <laughs> and yeah well guess what kids love science it's, it's a science camp so all the kids are at science camp at crystal lake at the aquatica facility where they're experimenting on sharks guess who else is a regular at crystal lake Jason Voorhees is summer. Oh wow! The, the, the kids are getting horny. The sharks are getting hungry. So we've got oh, a big wow. showdown between horny kids, Jason Voorhees, and clever sharks. Uh, who knows what could happen? What twists and turns could happen along the way? But whoever wins, we lose. Wow! I like that. Deep blue sea too, hungrier and hornier. Yeah. X. Put an X. <laughs> That's crazy. X. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, Tom. Um, I'm trying to think. I'd kind of, I'd like the same, a same kind of. Basically, it's going to be exactly the same film, but just with a different animal in a different location. And then it's the start of a series where, at the end of each one, they're like, "Oh, like it didn't work." And then they're starting off with a, just a just a different animal in a different location. So, what's the animal going to be? It's like it, it be like jungles in the monkey. But I feel like that's quite. <laughs> Is that what it's called? You know, jungles, <laughs> jungles in the jungles in the monkey. Yep. Yeah. I mean, monkey monkeys in the jungle. Take the monkey out of the jungle. You can't take the jungle out of the monkey. Okay. Uh, yeah. There you go. Or it could be like rats. Rats in. I don't know if rats are going to kill enough people. Rats in a sewer. Um. What? Rats could be sick. Because they're 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 super big rats that are really smart. Are you describing the guy that's in charge of the teenage minion? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is this what it's turn- eventually I mean, turning into? I mean, what's it, what's it called? It could be. Splinter. Each Splinter. one is just, <laughs> yeah, it's just the name of the animal and then the location they're at. So it's monkeys in the jungle, <laughs> rats in the city. Monkeys are already really uh, clever, though. Yeah. Well, these guys are clever as fuck. Yeah, like, well, you, you, you don't understand. Remember, these, the sharks aren't just clever, they're big. Yeah. <laughs> like we have it. We got... <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> they thick ass butts. Probably thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just trying to think. Well, what other animals you could uh, do? Like snakes would be snake bear. Oh my bears god. Bears would be terrifying. Bears, yeah, bears. Yeah. Well. Bears would be absolutely <laughs> terrifying. They're in the woods. Yeah, that'd be that. They're in the woods. <laughs> and the, the tagline would be like, "Don't go down to the woods today." <laughs> we're going uh, on. A, we're going on a bear hunt. because it, it's it's full of fucking giant smart bears yeah. that are going to eat you. Is that all the tagline yeah. still there? Yeah. All right. So I'll 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 follow up from behind. So it's a few years later, obviously, as every one of my sequels is. Uh LL Cool J and can you remind me is it Curtis? What's Carter. the guy's name? The, the Shark Wrangler. Carter. Carter. So LL Cool J takes his passion for the ghetto and Carter takes his passion for shark wrangling. Um and they create a uh urban wildlife center for disadvantaged use to take them off the streets and to look after sharks in, you know, kind of a, you've got to foster the sharks, got to grow by help them grow, get off the streets, don't join gangs, come and help the sharks. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, terror, terror ensues. 
when a shark breaks out of the intercity centre and into the mainline <laughs> water sewers oh God. and is destroying the city from the inside. So it's like going up. It's going up through the system, going up through the sewers and bursting up through the streets. And it's called Street Sharks. Nice. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Um, I like that. I like that at any lot. point, would the shark somehow swim up a pipeline to someone's house and eat them while they were on a toilet? Like the reverse of Jurassic Park. This is exactly what I was thinking. Like lots of little baby sharks going through the actual water mm. system. Yep. And they're all really strong and smart and smart. And they can go like up through taps and through baths. And there's lots of like there's lots of scene potential. And then there's obviously the staying of the ghetto. So you get some really good music. You get a few more um my hat looks like a shark's fin type moments. <laughs> so the combination of rapping inner city youths and shark terror within this within a big city. You're hitting all the key Unbeatable. boxes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what the kids want. Nice, I like it. I'm in. Tell you what else the kids want. They can't get enough of that social media. They can't. Those kids are addicted to it. And do you know who they're following? <laughs> Crap Movie Club on Instagram. Nice. People are going wild for it. <laughs> um, and as always, you can find us on all good quality streaming services as well. Very good. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much, Jordan. And yep. that about wraps it up, you know. Um, so no, this was you, episode, Tom. I think... Uh, Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> I was going to thank Tom. I was going to thank Tom when I thank everyone at the end. He wasn't. But he was never I'll put it in it. now. Thank you, Tom. Because I, I was thanking them for specific tasks they've performed. You've done nothing for them, Tom. Jordan did the thing, the other thing. What's Tom done? What's Tom brought to the table? <laughs> I turned up. Yeah, uh, you turned up. I'm a guest. Yeah, you turned I've up. been invited to this, to this show. Thank you, Tom, for turning up. <laughs> <laughs> no, a sincere thank you. Always good to have you. Um, so I think this is number 19, possibly. So next episode could be number 20. So maybe we'll one. do something special. Keep an eye on the Instagram and we'll do that. And then, yeah. Or maybe not. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs> if you've made it this far, it's shambles. And we hope to see you again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Say so thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>